Welcome to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Well, Justin, have you had a good weekend so far? Yep, it has been a great weekend here at 737 Madison Avenue. Uh, we have just been doing a bunch of house projects, still getting this nursery ready. So we got the mobile uh, hanged, hung over the crib. Uh, we got shelf up uh, above the bed, a bunch of projects downstairs, cleaning things up, tidying up, just getting ready for the baby. So it's an exciting time. Uh, it looks like you went with the sea creature theme. I, I like that. Is that yeah. a narwhal? Yeah, yeah, narwhal. That's my favorite part of it, too. Yeah, the poor guy, his uh, little antler. Is that an antler, a horn? What do, what do we call those? I would go with horn, okay. but uh, I don't know narwhal terminology very well. Well, that's, you know, well, that's... That's fine by me. Um, well, let's give let's give the people what they want today. Yes, yes, give them what um, they want. Let's kind of get into the the nitty gritty here. Um, so, welcome back to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. Uh, we're glad that you guys are joining us uh, today. Uh, you could be elsewhere, but you guys chose to be with Justin and I, and we are very grateful and appreciative of that. Uh, last week, we wrapped up the third of a three part series called "Back to the Basics." Uh, we talked about time alone with God, life in community, and disciple-making. And honestly, we weren't satisfied with just those three. Uh, over the course of this past week, uh, Justin and I decided to add one more episode to, to the Back to the Basics series. Um, so far, we got to talk about many of the practices of a disciple. And this week, we wanted to talk uh, to you guys about the heart soil which these practices grow up in. Uh, so heart soil, kind of where this all takes root. Uh, so today we're actually going to be talking about the heart of a disciple, uh, which, you know, to us, what, is, what does that mean, Justin? Kind of, can you tell us a little bit why you want to add an episode to this series? Yeah, yeah, we wanted to add this episode to the series uh, because in the Christian life, there is always a danger to overemphasizing and underemphasizing different aspects of our discipleship with Jesus. All right, as we are forming spiritually, we might overemphasize or underemphasize things. I think of it like a, a, a kickball on the playground. Uh, you know, and sometimes these kickballs, if they're left out in the sun or sat on, they'll develop a lump on it. Mm. And it's just, you know, ideally our understanding of God and discipleship would be a perfect sphere. But but we develop lumps at times that are overemphasis or underemphasis. And uh, if we overemphasize the practices and habits of a disciple, which we talked about, as a worshiper, we spent time alone with God. We talked a lot about that. Live as a uh, family member of God's family. We live in community and have these different attitudes and practices that we walk in. And as a witness for Christ, we uh, participate in disciple-making. But if we overemphasize the practices and habits of a disciple— there's a number of negative outcomes that could potentially arise just in the soil of our hearts and the culture that we're growing up in. Uh, just a couple of those. Uh, competition can grow up, right? If it's all about what we do and then what we see around us in the church is other people doing and it's all about what we do and they do, then competition can rise up. If you're really good at these practices or you're wired in the right way, uh, you might be really proud. And if you don't, uh, if you're not wired in that way, kind of personality-wise, you might despair. Uh, this competition can grow up if it's all about doing. Next, you have the danger of moralism and legalism, trying to prove yourself to God uh, by obeying the law or being a good person. And then last, it can just turn into, Christianity can just turn into simple self-help. I just want my life to be better. And some of these practices that Jesus said of meditation and being kind and participating to a greater goal can make me feel good about myself. But that's not the essence of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. None of, no, not one of those three things are. So as we grow in our discipleship, we need to think of holistic spiritual formation with our heads which is kind of information growing, 
heart, our affections for God, and our hands, our, our actions. So over the first few episodes, we definitely touched on all three of these aspects, but emphasized the head and the hands. And today we just want to take some time to chat about our hearts. The foundational heart posture of a disciple should be this love for God and love for others. So we want to just take some time to do that uh, this week. The last thing I'll say is I think this conversation is really important. Poor Greg asked another question. is is really important because uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians tells us that love is incredibly important in the life of a disciple, right? I have 1 Corinthians 13 open before me, and, and this is what it says. Uh, love is patient. Love does not end patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then this, uh, he goes on to say, love never ends. The different gifts and the different things that we do will end, but love never ends. And he closes the chapter saying this, so now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. In the life of a disciple, the soil that our hearts should grow up in as we're being spiritually formed as disciples of Jesus should be love. So we just wanted to take some time this week to add this on the back of the series to talk about love in the life of a disciple. You gotta, you gotta love this idea of love. And, you know, with this title of the episode, you summarize the heart posture of the Christian life as love God and others. Now, is that a little oversimplified? And, you know, where do we, where do we get that in the Bible? Is it oversimplified? That's, that's an interesting question. Is it oversimplified? I'm going to say yes and no. Yes and no. So first, no. All right, that love God and others, summing up the life of a disciple, the heart posture of a disciple, summing up all of what the Bible says we should be in to love God and others, it is not oversimplified. Why? Because the Bible gave us this understanding, right? Jesus, when he summarized the whole law, said, love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love others. He said it in Luke, in Matthew, and in Mark, right? Three of the four Gospels record this statement. It's incredibly important, and he summarized uh, up the whole law of what it means to be a follower of Jesus into this summary. Paul did the same exact thing in Romans 13, verses 8 through 10. This is what that, what that says. He says this, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. How are they summed up? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Right, so is it oversimplified to say love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love others? Love God and others is the Christian life and what we're called to? No, it's not oversimplified. Jesus gave it to us. Paul gave it to us. But in another sense, yes, it is oversimplified a tad because the rest of the Bible gives context to what it means to love God and others that we wouldn't have otherwise. So you may have heard uh, this idea before, um, this mentality uh, of somebody saying, love God and do whatever you please. 
right? Just if, if you love God, you can do whatever you want, because if you truly love him, you'll do the things that please him and you'll av- avoid the things that don't. And there's a, there's a meaningful idea behind that, but there's massive problems with it. This assumes some kind of sinless perfection in the life of a Christian, right? If I love God, I'm just going to know exactly what to do and I'm going to do it because I love him. And that's just not the reality in this life. We will not be sinlessly perfected until we're with Jesus face to face when we um, are with him on that last day. Um, so we have two issues with this idea that we can just love God and do whatever we want. First, we don't even know what's right and wrong some of the times, and the Bible reveals that to us. And then second, we have a battle with sinful flesh, so even at times when we do know what is right and wrong, we won't do it. Loving God in this life is not a perfect, a static goal of just perfection all the time, but it, but it is a battle at times. So Uh, Yeah, both of the answers to that question. Is love God and love others oversimplified? No, because Jesus uh, left us that. Uh, But also, yes, because we have to have the context of the Bible to understand what that looks like. Love God and others is the Christian heart posture that we walk in. And it is filled out for us through the context of the scriptures, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm, Thanks for hitting on that, Justin. Um, So... Let's say I'm in a rut right now, and I'm I'm having a hard time feeling some type of way toward God. Um, so you're telling me we are called to love God, but how do I actually do that? How do I love God? How do I get my heart to feel some type of way toward him when I'm not feeling it at all? Yeah. The first thing that you need to know is that love starts with God. Right, the first thing that you need, if you're listening to this podcast today and there is a ton of pressure on you and maybe there's a struggle with assurance of salvation or just discouragement because you feel like you don't love uh, God the way you should, the first thing that you need to know is that love starts with God, not with you. All right, First John chapter 4, verse 9 says this, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And then 10 is this verse I really want to focus in on. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Later on in verse 13, ah, further on, uh, verse 18, uh, 19, he says, we love because he, God, first loved us, right? Love starts with God. So this love in the Christian life that we're talking about, love for God and love for others, does not start with us, but it starts with God. What that means is that the gospel, where God most clearly expresses his love for us, then turns around and creates love in us for him and others. So when we are feeling that we aren't experiencing love toward God, what we don't do is try to stir up love somehow or just feel guilty and ashamed, but we turn to the gospel And we look at the incredible love that God had for us when he sent his only son to pay the penalty for our sin. We see his love for us, and it creates in us gratitude and worship and thankfulness and love for him. So we love because he first loved. This is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. Love starts with God, and our love for God and others is a result of it. That's the first thing you need to know is that love starts with God. Second, you need to know that in the Christian life, feelings of love and emotion toward God will not always be present. 
Christians throughout the Bible, I mean, just read the Psalms, and throughout history, read the biographies of every impactful Christian throughout history, have serious seasons of darkness and of sorrow and feeling distant from God in their lives. And there will be seasons in your life too when those feelings and emotions of love for God that we so often tie to what love is won't uh, be there. You just need to know that so you can expect that and realize that when those come up, it doesn't mean that we're not Christians. (laughs) It doesn't mean that uh, something is necessarily wrong that we should be deeply concerned about, but it's a season where the Lord is doing something in our lives. Um, so, so when you're not when you're not feeling uh, that, uh, what what can you do? Uh, really practically, first, uh, like I mentioned earlier, just look at Christ. You got. We just look at Christ. We look at the love that God has for us, and when we are united to Christ by faith, and we're remembering the gospel, the love of God begins to flow through us, and we're filled with love back for God, and with that love toward others, love that desire for the flourishing at other for others, even at cost to ourselves, will be filled with that love. A uh, second. And to preach the gospel to yourself, right? This is just a way to look at Christ, really, but I'll make it its own thing. Preach the gospel to yourself. Um, Paul David Tripp uh, says this. Uh, he's, a, he's a pastor and a Christian counselor and writer. He says, no one talks to you more than you. You're the most influential person in your life. No one talks to you more than you. Preach the gospel to yourself. Remember how God has loved you, and even while you're not feeling it, proclaim it to yourself. Proclaim the gospel to yourself and call yourself to love in God uh, consistently. So look at Christ. And then second, uh, obey God's commands. Obey God's commands. Pray. Ask for help. As uh, Pastor John Piper uh, said, uh, trying to grow in anything in the Christian life and trying to change anything in our lives without prayer is like trying to push a bus out of a ditch on the side of the road while Clank, uh, Clark Kent is on board. Right? Does that make sense? So if we're trying to grow in love without asking God for help, it's like trying to push a bus out of a ditch while Clark Kent, Superman, is yeah, on yeah. that Make bus. Make sure you let people know uh, Clark yeah, Kent that's, is... He's, uh, he's Superman. Yeah, Superman. All right, cool. <laughs> so so God has the power to do that. And so we go to him in prayer saying, God, help me to love you. Restore those affections and desires and joys in me. So pray. Um, that's one way we obey God's commandments and it leads us to love. Uh, second, the Bible. Store up God's promises. The Bible isn't about you and it's not to you, but it's definitely for you. And it has promises that lead us to treasure and give thanks to God that we can be stirred up to love. Next, I would say confess another commandment to obey that will bring uh, love of God and others into your life. James 5 connects confession and community of the church to spiritual flourishing. So confess your sins and be stirred up to love God and others in that way. And the last one, I'll just toss this on here. I'll say this will stir up love for God and others likely in you. Risk in faith. Risk in faith. Oftentimes we can create a world where we don't really need God because we have everything taken care of by our our bank accounts, uh, by our job security, by our friendship and family networks, and we live in a world in which we don't really need God to come through for us. And sometimes that can create a hardening towards him. So one way, if you're feeling a lack of love towards God, take a risk of faith. Ask God where he is asking, where He is pushing you to step out in faith and take a risk and see him come through and be stirred up to love for him. Awesome. Well, Justin, I think you, uh, you definitely hit home with, with looking at Christ and obeying God's commandments right there at the end. Um, 
you know, I think one thing that I, I struggle with is, you know, we talked about this last week and the week before that is this idea of discipline. Um, and how beautiful is it that God first loved us? Um, and so, yeah, and I, I, I just add this on, um, this love, we, we kind of talked about this love is the soil through which these practices grow up in, right? Our affections for God. Um, and if you are kind of in that place where you don't feel that love for God, that's okay. But, but we ought to be kind of pursuing that and asking that God would give that to us. It's a great gift and a joy when we are experiencing that intimacy and love uh, toward God. Um, so this love for God and love for others is that soil that the Christian life grows up in in a healthy way. So I'd encourage you to to confess where areas where that's falling short, but in all of it, knowing that you're a child of God because of the gospel. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week uh, to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast. Uh, we just talked about love God and loving others. So hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. And uh, thanks for checking in with us. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Center Church Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to equip and empower those who believe in Jesus to live out their faith as all of life disciples of Jesus. Be sure to subscribe so you can be alerted when new episodes are released. If you have questions or there are topics you want to be discussed on the podcast, please email justin at centercedo.com. We would love to hear from you.